Your Brain on Weird is recorded in private homes, in a state where marijuana is recreationally legal. This show's content is intended for adult audiences only. Hello and welcome. Welcome back. (laughs) Welcome to Your Brain on Weird, hosted by me, Jess. And me, Sam. (laughs) If this is your first time listening, this show is a podcast about anything weird, spooky, paranormal, creepy, all those weirds, weird, word, words, word weirds. Weird. It's weird. It gets weird. It gets weird. We get your brain weird. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) <laughs> rough life anyway so yeah how are you i'm uh whoa that was a really big clap of thunder oh i'm doing good except for the fact that it's about to start thundering and if it starts raining i might have to go outside and get my weed plants in okay well if you have to bring them Whoops. in you just just let me know and we can take a quick pause okay for the plants for the plants yeah um but besides that i'm doing pretty good good <laughs> Yeah, life has been very flat, but that's fine, because I got a coffee today, and my cat loves me a lot. True. Yeah. Good. How are you? (laughs) I'm good. (laughs) You're right, life is pretty flat. We're still in the middle of a pandemic. Um, I still hate everything that's going on right now. So yes, I'm just angry all the time. Yes, I'm just kind of trying to ignore it and uh, but also try and educate myself and try and like make one small step each day to try and learn something. Yeah, even though it's you know, it's been it feels like it's been forever. But I mean, it really hasn't. And this is something that's been going on for a long time. So yeah, it sucks that we have to deal with it, but uh, there are people who have been having to deal with it for way longer than we have. So yeah. uh, I've been thinking about what you said on Twitter last night, and I'm wondering why we haven't talked about it, like weed magic, and like oh yeah, I don't know yeah. why we've never talked about that. We've never talked about that, and I don't. It's know. definitely something that I've been doing for a while. So yeah, I'm gonna start doing it now. So Sam, yeah. Sam, Sam posted that. Uh, what did you say exactly? I liked your wording. Oh, I was like, oh, puts moon water in bong. Magic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that kind of led to a discussion about weed magic. And then I was like, oh, yeah, well, I have crystals that I have in my bong. Um, I have amethyst and I have tourmaline and I have tangerine citra. Cit- Citrine? Citrine? Yeah. 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 Um, and I have those in my bong. And then, like, when I'm grinding my weed, I, like, think about, like, grinding and crushing the patriarchy. And yeah. <laughs> I like that a every lot. Every hit I take is with intent. And, yeah. And uh, I don't know why we've never talked about that. I don't but. know why either, but I'm going to start fucking doing it. Yeah. 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 So I've been, I was thinking about that a lot between, like, yesterday and today because I was like, geez, man, like, missed opportunity. All this wasted time. <laughs> Uh, it's never too late to start doing magic, y'all. Yes, very true. Very true. 
Um, oh, we also went, Jeff and I went on like a really nice hike the other day and we saw a bunch of dragonflies and a bunch of really cool flowers and there was like nobody else there, which was really nice. There was only like one other woman who was there that we had to kind of like step aside for her and like, but that was, that was really nice. And then we came back and like, we hung out on the back porch and had a few beers and I don't know, just trying to find like little things that I'm grateful for. Well, that sounds very nice. Yes. So yeah, I'm yeah. good, all things considered, I think. Anyway, have you drank any water today? <laughs> oh, man, I drank a lot of water yesterday. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, I wasn't really feeling well. I know we talked about that before, but I drank like literally like 10 bottles of water yesterday. Oh, my God. I was just chugging, chugging. And I like went pee like twice. So I must have been dehydrated. Yeah, you retained all of it. <laughs> yeah. So this morning I have only drank a little bit of water. Yeah. Not that much. How about you? Well, if you count the one and a half entire bottles I drank when I woke up at 5 a.m. this morning. Yeah, definitely. That's today. <laughs> yeah. You do that thing when you wake up and you're just like, <gasps> it's like immediately. <laughs> immediately go for the fucking water bottle you just like down the entire thing so i like i like did that at like 5 a.m and chugged the entire like 750 milliliter bottle went into the bathroom refilled it came out and drank another half of it and then when i woke up later i drank the rest of it so i've had two bottles already this is my third wow congratulations i'm really proud of you that's a lot of water thank you i didn't do a very good job yesterday drinking water so now i have to catch up I drank uh, a lot of wine yesterday in replacement. <laughs> Surely that's a one-to-one ratio. Uh-oh. Well, it's time. I gotta go. I'll be right back. Save the plants! <laughs> we are stoked to tell you about our first sponsor, Anchor. If you're like us and you want to start a podcast but have no idea where to start, listen up. So when we first decided to start a podcast, we were looking for a way to put your brain on weird out to the most people um, without having to do the most work. We are so happy that we found Anchor because they distribute our show to apps like Spotify and Apple Podcasts for us. This means that our listeners can find us wherever they already listen without having to download anything new. Once you're ready to get going, just create an account and start recording. They have the tools you need to record and edit your podcast. You can even edit on the go from your phone. Anchor has everything you could possibly want, including free transition sounds and photos that you can use to build your show. Not only that, but you can start making money as soon as you release your first episode. The best part is that all of this is free. So if you want to make a podcast, go to anchor.fm and get started today. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. By supporting them, you're supporting podcasts like us, too. You right. <laughs> it was not supposed to rain today. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm out of breath now. <laughs> Give me a minute. All right, that's fine. Them boys are heavy. They're so small but they're still so heavy. It's all that dirt. All that delicious dirt. I mean, it's actually the water that makes it really heavy. True. To True. be fair. True. Because, like, if they dry out and you lift them, they're pretty light. Yeah. But the water, the water just makes them so heavy. Yeah. 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 God damn it. That plants. checks out. But they're doing great. Good. They look like they have weed on them. Yay! They, like, look like they have little nuggies. Little buds. It's very cute. Nice. <sighs> Oh, yeah. Nick came home from work the other day and was like, I found a plant that we need to get grits. And I was like, 
Oh, oh that's sweet. Can totally get this. And he's like, it's this cactus. It's like really cool. And then he like went back to work and he looked at the little tag on it. And it literally says like, don't bring anywhere near cats. Yeah. Like this is not a, even an indoor plant. Like you yeah. shouldn't have it like near humans. And we're just like, well, I guess we're not going to get her that cactus then. <laughs> Dude, honestly, that's like... <laughs> One of my biggest motivators for wanting a garden in our next house, because so many things are toxic to animals. Oh my god, since we're recording, huge PSA, if you go to the store or if you go anywhere and you buy flowers for yourself, you should always look it up and make sure that those flowers aren't toxic to cats, because, for example, lilies can kill your cat. Yeah, and there's tons of different types of lilies, too, and there's lots of flowers that you don't even think are lilies, Mm -hmm. but they are. And, like, I just learned, like, those... Wow, that was a big flash of lightning. Um, Oh, I heard that one. Ooh. Nice. I love that. I know you hate it, though. Please stop. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That went on for so long. Um, There's the Lily of the Valley, which are like Mm -hmm. little... They look like little bells. Those are some of my favorites. Yeah. And yeah, I didn't know those were lilies. And Mm because I guess I never knew what they were called. I was just like, oh, they're like cute little flowers. I love them. They don't look like lilies. They don't look like the big ones. Yeah, they're tiny and they're like upside down. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, PSA. Careful with what you bring into your house if you have pets. <laughs> yeah, literally any kind of plant that you decide to buy. Like, when, when I'm, like, shopping for plants, like, I will take out my phone after, like, looking at the label and, like, Google it and make sure it's not toxic. And almost, honestly, almost every single time it is. And I have to yeah. decide not to bring it home. So, like, I oh, my God, I can't wait until I can get a garden or um, a better way of, uh, like, hanging the plants where the cats can't get to them or something. Yeah, that's the good thing about Artemis is that she doesn't chew on plants. Mm-hmm. So I like if I really wanted to, I could bring something like that into our house and she wouldn't chew on it. But it's not worth it. Like even the pollen can have detrimental effects and stuff, so it's really not worth it. No. There's plenty of plants that are like good for cats. Like you have I know you had like cat grass in your house for a bit. Yeah, we yeah. still do. I ended up like cutting off all the dead grass mm-hmm. and then it like came right back to life. So Yeah. Ooh. That plant is also probably drowning outside right now. Oh, well. Rip. Didn't didn't know it was supposed to rain. They'll Woo-hoo! be fine. Whoop. It will be fine. All right. Well. Okay. Yeah. I guess that's uh, that's it. You ready? Whoa. <laughs> well, uh, if this continues, I guess there will be some pretty nice background noise in this episode for people who are okay with the with thunder noises. It's ASMR. Yeah. It's just going to add ambiance to my ghost story. I was going to say, I have no idea what you're doing because we didn't talk about it at all. So, uh, no. Okay. I'm pretty stoked. Yeah. Uh, I would. <laughs> that was loud. I jumped at that one. <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> All right, well, um... Man, like, 20 minutes ago, it was beautiful and sunny out. 
Thanks, New England. As soon as we start recording, this happens. I'm going to set the intent that the weather over there calms down a little bit <laughs> for both of our sakes. Yeah, thank you. Uh, oh, All right, ghost stories. <laughs> ghost stories. Hell yeah, I'm so stoked. I'm so stoked. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. Well, okay. I'm just gonna start then. <laughs> Fuck you, thunder. Whoa. Well there. <laughs> uh, whoops, I spilled wax on my table. That's oh, no. It was only a little bit. I had to kill the fly that was on the window. Oh, fair. <laughs> I also knocked over my microphone. <laughs> So I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. As long as your mic's okay, that's fine. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Alrighty. Well. All right. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm going to light. I'm going to light my blunt. I chose to go the blunt direction today. Mix it up a bit. Me, 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 me. it up. I had a blunt last week. I didn't say that, though. Oh, during, while we were recording? Nice. Mm -hmm. Nice, 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 nice. I guess if you're not the one talking, like, if you're not the one telling the story, it makes more sense. Like, you're not going to smoke yeah. a blunt while you're, like me, yeah. talking about a book for a fucking hour. Which I'm still obsessed with. I still have that tab open on my computer, and every Sick. time I open my computer, I just, like, flip through it, and I'm just like, what, like, what is it? <laughs> what does it all mean? And it's going to be something super lame when they finally decode it. It's just going to be like, eat one cucumber a day. <laughs> and then you will turn into these ladies. And then if the ladies all bathe together, then you can drink their sweat and live forever. <laughs> I mean, that sounds right. Well, somebody somebody brought up, um, like, we each have a book of shadows. Like, yeah. what if it's somebody's book of shadows? Oh, yeah. That makes sense. I, I don't know. If that was mine, I wouldn't want anyone to fucking figure it out. Like, ever. Right. So, and I mean, my Book of Shadows is like a goddamn fucking mess. If anybody picked that thing up and started reading it, they'd be like, what the hell is going on in here? Yeah, that's true. So. That's true. But we didn't, we, we, ours are not coded. That's true. <laughs> or in a language that no one speaks. Yeah, I actually use um actual, you know, English letters. Well, it sounds like, well, it sounds like it's over having its uh, short-term fit over there. Yeah, so good time to start hell yeah let's go sick today i am bringing you a massachusetts ghost story local i kind of doubt you've heard of this so this is the story of the hoosack tunnel i have briefly heard of it <laughs> and the only reason why is because i searched it out a while ago okay yeah so the Hoosack Tunnel is a 4.75 mile long active railroad tunnel in western Massachusetts that passes through the Hoosack Range, an extension of Vermont's Green Mountains. It's an active railway? Yeah, they get like eight trains a day still run through it. Wow. Average. So it's not super active, but it, it still is. So yeah. it runs in a straight line from east to west from... Florida, Massachusetts to North Adams, Massachusetts. Okay. And if you're like driving over there, I've driven over there before because it's like a really nice scenic drive and you will like see signs that say like, oh, historic tunnel, this and that, but like you can't actually see it. It's like under the road. So you'll see the signs and the historical markers for it, but you can't actually like access 
the tunnel at all because it is an active railroad tunnel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So work began for this tunnel in 1851. Oh. (laughs) So it is old. Old as fuck. It took 25 years to complete. It was supposed to cost $2 million, but ended up costing $21 million. Oh! Of course. They actually ran out of money in the early 60s, and the company who was building it um, like forfeited their powers or whatever, their control to the Massachusetts government. Oh. So they ended up, instead of just having a loan to a private company. Mm-hmm. Massachusetts just ended up funding it themselves. Yeah, okay. And at its completion, the tunnel was the world's second longest tunnel. It's still the longest tunnel on this side of the Rockies. Wow. So, yeah. So, once again, it's 4.75 miles long. Yeah, that's pretty long. If you don't know what miles are, it's 7.64 kilometers. Oh, wow. Yeah, thank you for including that. Side note, we need to get better about that because we have listeners in Australia and in the UK now. Yeah, yeah, everywhere. The word Husak is Algonquian for place of stones. So they named it after the mountain, which was the Husak Mountain. Okay. And then, fun fact, two million tons of rock were removed from the tunnel. Two million tons? Yeah, it's like a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. And so the way they did it, they started from each end, right? Yeah. And then they were going to go towards the middle and meet in the middle. But then because it's so long, they needed a like central air shaft. So they went like straight down from the top of the mountain down to the middle and then dug out from there. Yeah. So there was actually four separate tunnels at one point that were all going to connect. And it was like such an amazing feat of engineering. Like I was reading through how they were trying to work that out and it was not computing in my brain. But basically... Their tunnels connected with an inch of leeway. Oh. I don't know how the fuck they did that, but they got the tunnels connected, like, almost perfectly. They must have, like, used a compass or something like that to figure out, like, which direction they were going or something. They were talking about, like, strings. They, like, tied strings to trees and, like, ah. Oh, Oh, weird. No, like, I have no idea. It wasn't something simple. Like, oh, we just looked at a compass and measured the angle of the wall. Like, no, it was weird as fuck. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. So they um, were pulling rock from the middle up the central shaft and then from either end. And that's pretty much it for history. Okay. So we're going to get into the second part of this. The nickname for this tunnel was the Bloody Pit. Boof! So, okay. deadly accidents during construction killed 196 workers. Wow. How long? Over how... a 25-year period. Oh. And there was, there was three years in the middle where they weren't doing anything because that was when their funding ran out. Okay. So. That's, that's still way too many people for... 200 people yeah. died. And this is, you know, the 1800s, but... It was it was a lot even back then. So say twenty years, it's two. Yeah, that's ten people a year. That's like yeah. almost one person a month. That's no. That's oh my god. That's bad. Yeah. So many of the victims died in like explosions, mostly from black powder. Nitroglycerin was a relatively new technology at this time, so there was a good amount of nitroglycerin accidents. Yeah. Oof. So the biggest accident occurred in the central shaft 
Mm-hmm. It was on October 17th, 1867. So workers were digging the tunnel's vertical exhaust shaft. So mm-hmm. that was the central shaft. When a candle in the hoist building ignited uh, naphtha fumes, which had leaked from a gasometer lamp. The ensuing explosion set the hoist on fire and it collapsed into the shaft. Four men near the top of the shaft escaped, but 13 men working 538 feet or 164 meters below were trapped by falling naphtha and pieces of iron. The pumps, water pumps, were also destroyed and the shaft began to fill with water. So So this is just a goddamn fucking nightmare. You have like an explosion and then it collapses and then it floods. Yes, yes, yes. Jesus. So the next day they lowered a guy they like tied a rope to a guy and like lowered him down. <sighs> and he like was like overcome by the fumes on the way down. And like they're like, oh, this guy is like literally like passed out and he's like twenty feet down. There's no way these other guys, these are still alive survived. Yeah. Right? And so they made no further rescue attempts on them. So several months later, when they finally like dug through the, the rubble and they finally got back to the bottom of the shaft where these people had fallen, they found that several victims had actually survived long enough to fashion themselves a raft to combat the rising water because the tunnel was flooding because of the broken pumps. Yeah. And they had uh, run out of oxygen after several days of being alive and, like, floating on this raft that they had, like, strung together. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Jesus. So 13 people died. Yeah. And there was, like, a couple months in between where they didn't didn't have the bodies. They didn't have, like, confirmation. Everyone just kind of knew. Yeah. So before they got all the bodies back, this is the time where workmen started reporting seeing ghosts. Mm-hmm. So they saw these men um, on the mountains, in the tunnels. They were carrying their tools. They, like, looked like they were, like, on their way to work. But they just, like, walk through the tunnel at the end where, like, there's still solid rock wall or they would just, like, disappear or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. There's also reports of muffled whales near the flooded shaft and like screaming and cries for help and <laughs> disembodied screaming is just not yeah, yeah 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 so there was tons and tons of disembodied screaming i'll set on that but after they got all the bodies and buried the sightings of the ghosts stopped but the moaning and the groaning and the wailing kept up. And so by this time, everyone refused to work after dark. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. as soon as the sun went down, they're like, nope, we're done. We're yeah. Done. We're going home. We're I get not that. Doing this anymore. I get that. Yep. <laughs> Sounds right. So, oh, I should have started with the other story first. That's okay. I didn't realize the year was before. So, oh, whatever. That was the biggest tragedy in the tunnel. I think that's actually the part that I had heard about, like, the one time that I looked this place up. Yeah, probably. Yeah. That's, it's definitely famous, and that that's where, like, the Bloody Pit nickname came from after that accident. It's the most well-known. Can you imagine just, like, falling to, like, basically your death and, like, you somehow survive, but the tunnel is filling with water, so you and the remaining people have to, like 
tie together a couple like wood planks and like try not to drown yeah. before people come to rescue you but you end up just running out of oxygen yeah and the people who were like we're gonna come rescue you literally gave up because they were like there's yeah. no way these people are alive and they're still fucking down there yeah like oh yeah. god so it was a couple days they don't know exactly how long but it was like a couple days that they survived yeah so that was fucked up yeah it was pretty fucked up so one of the other big incidents in 1865 there was a group of three guys and i did not write down any of their names but that's okay so um there were three guys and they were all kind of friends but they were in charge of the nitroglycerin explosives okay Uh uh-huh so (laughs) one guy is like by the safety point by the trigger you know, and the other two guys are setting up the explosives down the tunnel. Ooh. And okay. they had a cue, and they were supposed to be like, all right, when you guys get back to the safety point, we'll all hide together, and then we'll blow this up. And for whatever reason, the guy did not wait for his two friends to come back, and he blew them up. So th- those two guys were buried alive um, under the falling rock and rubble. Did that one guy survive? Yeah, because he was in the safe zone. Okay. So after this <laughs> happened, that the one remaining guy disappeared. Of course. Of course he fucking did. Everyone's like, he fucking killed those guys and then disappeared, whatever it was, blah, blah, blah. And then they, they like kind of like brush it off and they're like, whatever, what do we do at this point? So one year and 10 days later, they found that guy's body. So the one surviving guy, they found his body at the exact same location where he killed his friends. And his apparent cause of death was strangulation. And he was killed during the night. So people were already not going in there to work at night. They were already refusing. Yeah. So like something happened and he was just killed by strangulation. And they found his body the next morning, like when they came in for work. Did he like commit suicide there? Did he like go back to like, I don't know. He didn't like, you it, can't. he didn't like hang himself or anything. Yeah. It wasn't that. Everyone was just like... Yeah, those ghosts took revenge. I mean, I'd really like to think that, yeah. And that was just kind of like what everyone thought. My logic brain is just like absolutely not, though. Yeah, so all three of those guys ended up dead. <laughs> well, I mean, uh guy got what he deserved, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Somehow. <sighs> somehow i know right and then everyone else who died in the tunnel it was like here and there they would like mostly explosions like i said so i assume other missteps with the nitroglycerin or with the black powder that they were using to ignite there was you know they only had like oil lamps or candles so put those two together with things that explode when exposed to flame Mm-hmm. You can uh, you can imagine what happened. Yes. So there's one more story that I'm going to tell you from this guy who used to work for the railroad. For so his name is Joseph Impoco. He worked for the Boston and Maine Company, which was the railroad company that was in charge. So he firmly believed that the tunnel was haunted. Okay. He was like, no, yeah, there are ghosts there, but he wasn't afraid of it. Okay. And in fact, he 
credited the res- resident ghosts with saving his life on two separate occasions. Okay. So one afternoon, he was chipping ice off the tracks because it's New England in the middle of winter. The tracks freeze mm-hmm. and that becomes dangerous for the trains. So he's like one of the fuckers in there chipping away at the ice. And he hears this distinct voice telling him, run, Joe, run. He turns around, he looks down the tunnel, and he sees a train. Oh, shit. Coming towards him. And he didn't hear it for whatever reason. I wonder if the tunnel, like, muffles sound. I mean, my thinking is that if he's, like, picking at ice, that's already pretty fucking loud. And then that's echoing. So he's already making a shit ton of noise down there. Yeah, so someone's yelling at him to be like, run, motherfucker. Yeah. And this is a quote. He said, sure enough, there was a number 60 coming at me. Boy, did I jump back fast. (laughs) Not like, dude, I was scared shitless. I almost died. Boy, did I jump fast. Yes, he did. Should have seen me. (laughs) And then he was like looking down the tunnel for whoever called out his name. But like there was none. No other workers were like near enough. No one else was within shouting distance. Yeah. And he was like, no, I like distinctly remember hearing the voice telling me to run. Yeah. He also added that he had seen a man pass by waving and swinging a torch but it was like outdated but he like didn't care he was just like oh it's just whatever it's just another person just some weird guy with a really old just torch some weird walking guy around with a torch yeah and he just waved at him and he was like i'm chipping at ice i'm not paying attention to you right now yeah or whatever yeah but then when he told him to run he was like oh shit yeah yeah cool helpful ghost <laughs> So six weeks after the first incident, Impoco was again working, and this time he was using a heavy iron crowbar to free some freight cars that had been frozen to the tracks. <sighs> Stupid ice. Again, ice, New England. Fuck, it sucks. Yes. So he was prying like on one of the steel wheels, and he hears this voice again. This time it calls out to him, Joe, Joe, drop it, Joe. And Joe immediately lets go of the bar. And He's like, okay, it worked the last time. I'm going to listen to you. Yeah. And was instantly jolted and thrown against the tunnel wow, wow, wow. the tunnel wall by more than 11,000 volts of electricity. The charge came from a short-circuited overhead power line that had, like, come down and touched the train and just, like, shocked the whole thing. Yeah. And he would have literally been blown up if his ghost friend... Hadn't like made him drop the stuff he was holding. His life. Yeah. 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 Wow. That's cool. Yeah. That's neat. <laughs> a short time later, he left his job. Yes. He's like, I'm all He's set. like, I've almost died twice. Thank you. And the only reason why I survived is because this ghost is like telling me to be careful. Ugh, yeah. So every year after that, he would return to the Hussack Tunnel and, like, pay homage to the ghost that saved his life. Lovely. Um, And he was like, if I don't do this, something's gonna fucking happen. And... In 1977, his wife was ill, and rather than going on his yearly visit to the tunnel, he stayed home with her, and she, like, died shortly after. And he was convinced that it was because he didn't go to pay his homage to the ghost of the Hussack Tunnel. (sighs) That's sad. Because I guess his wife wasn't that sick, you know? I mean, I guess, but, like, I don't know. If they took the time to save your life twice, I don't think that they would, like get so mad that they would like want to kill your wife just because you didn't show up once right you know right 
He firmly believed that. I un- I understand. I understand like where he's getting that thought process and I feel bad for him and I'm sorry for him. But at the same time, like, no, man, I don't think that's, I think that was something that was out of your and the ghost's control. Yes, I think so as well. But he was surely convinced. <sighs> yeah, yeah, that's whatever. That's fair. I get it. Yeah. So besides that, railroad, railroad workers to this day hear wailing and <clears throat> like crying and groans from like, if you would like, if a tunnel collapsed on you and you got like crushed, you'd be like kind of groaning. Eh, I don't like that. They see full body apparitions like fairly frequently. Um, and it's like definitely one of the most haunted spots in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. And um, another thing is that the North Adams area is like insanely haunted as it is. Oh, okay. So. <laughs> I did, like, for a period of time, I was looking at North Adams, like, houses in North Adams, just because it was cheap, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which, I mean, that could be part of the reason why everything was so cheap, but there's a lot of these, like, really old, like, Victorian mansions and just, like, these really cool old houses that are, like, I don't know, 250, 300 grand, and that doesn't make sense for New England for something that's, like, five bedrooms to be that cheap. And they're all really nice. It's not like they're like falling apart. So yes, I 100% believe that because I was like going through the pictures of all these like really cheap, really huge, really nice houses and being like, why is this so fucking cheap? It might be because they're haunted. Yeah. North Adams is haunted. There's um, there's like one famous mansion that like Nick was telling me about where like the family like went out for a drive or something and like got murdered so now they haunt the house that they lived in or something I don't wow know. geez I don't know. okay i mean so oof. there's at least one haunted mansion there's at least the Husak tunnel mm-hmm. and that's enough i mean considering all the people that died in the Husak tunnel like that's already a lot yeah yeah yes but yeah like i said it is uh all private property it's all you know caged off and no trespassing and it's also like dangerous to go down the tunnel it's an active active railroad railroad. it would be different if it if they weren't using it anymore but still a couple trains go through there every single day so if you want to go and see what it looks like just go online there's pictures from like the very beginning of the tunnel Uh uh-huh and then there's like more modern ones and the old ones are like kind of crusty the the tunnel's gone through some updates since then so i totally understand how 200 people died and most likely still haunt this fucking tunnel yeah man yeah jesus yeah wow, that's awful but and that is the Husack tunnel yay north adams massachusetts wow thank you yeah thank you for listening i want to i want to go but i'm also not interested in going at all yeah right when people are like oh yeah we see full body apparitions i'm just like hmm, no i don't know no, thank you. Yeah. I think uh, Ghost Hunters did an episode there, but I didn't really look into it. Oh, and then my other, my sources were museumhack.com, Wikipedia, and AmericanHauntingSync.com. Oh, nice. Which all, the the haunted ones had like the stories on it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Sick. <sighs> R.I.P. all those people. Yeah. Thanks for building a cool tunnel. <sighs> And thanks for saving that that guy's life twice. Yeah, good on good on that one tunnel ghost for saving in Poco. 
Yeah. When no one else will. When your supervisors just don't fucking care and they're not going to give, <laughs> they're not going to tell you, hey, don't do that. I wonder if anyone has died since construction ended. I'm going to look that up real quick. It would not shock me. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the like, I don't know how much, uh, I don't know what the right term is for it, but like how much like risk management has been done. <laughs> I know, right? Since then on stuff like that. I mean, you think about, did I feel like people died during the big dig in Boston. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. I think about that a lot because I remember that was like a really scary time. Wow, they have every single one of these people listed on this website. The people who died? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, that's cool. Storyland.coplacdigital.org. Oh. And there's like a timeline. If we had time, we could have read the names, but that's too many. Yeah. Oh, man. I wonder why they don't go past... A certain year? Yeah. Oh, that's sad. One of the last people to die there, his name was Oren Wilson. He was 14, <gasps> and he got crushed underneath the elevator. How? I do not know. <laughs> why was a 14-year-old... What? Hey, man, it was the 1870s. He was probably working. Yeah, you're not wrong, but that doesn't... <laughs> doesn't make it any better it actually makes it worse because they didn't take the time to be like hey small child don't go under the elevator and they're just like well it was an accident right yeah ah, God. <sighs> well that is sad so yeah 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 yep. well so lots of dumb ways to die in a tunnel i guess yeah like 500 feet down too. Like yeah, that's terrifying. Yeah, that's scary as shit. I'm just like I'm also imagining just like driving through an, a tunnel that's over four miles long. You're just underground for four fucking miles. Like you think how long it takes to drive four miles? Like yeah, the top speed for trains going through there too is 25 miles an hour. Oh, so, so it takes fucking forever for them to go through there. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I wonder if. Did you see any, like, any stories from people who were, like, that saw stuff while they were, like, on the train or something? Like... No, I didn't see anything like that. Okay. I wonder if it's one of those things where, like, if, you know, if it's a commercial train or something, they just don't talk about it. Maybe. Maybe. It did say, um, the first train went through the tunnel and it had 125 passengers on it and it went off without incident. Nice. So, That's um, good. Wait, so... <laughs> Follow-up question. They sent the first train through the tunnel, the very first train through the tunnel, with 120 people on it. Yeah. Okay. They were really confident in their design. Yeah, they were. <laughs> yeah. And as far as I know, no parts of the tunnel have never... Um, Oh, I take that back. I was going to say never collapsed, but I do remember actually this past February, part of the tunnel collapsed Ooh. and no one was hurt in it, um, but they had to like close down the tunnel until they could clear the debris and stuff. So clearly it's not 100% safe. Yeah. 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 So don't try to go there for a multitude of reasons. Yes. Well, thank you again. You're welcome. Love me some ghost stories. <laughs> yes, dude. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say, speaking of going back to that driving through four miles of tunnel, I took a drive about a year ago to a point called Hairpin Turn, and it's, like, right near there. Yeah. So as I was approaching this, like, area where the tunnel is, it was, like, four miles, no stopping, like four miles, like, like giving you warnings, like you can drive through it or something. And I was like terrified because I was like, I don't want to drive through this tunnel. Yeah. It's four miles long. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. And like, I didn't know until 
Nick told me that it was just a train tunnel because it like, I don't know, the signage around there is like misleading, weirdly worded and misleading and it's kind of spooky. So interesting. Okay. That whole area. I don't love that area. Hmm. Well, maybe we can choose a bright sunny day to go. I mean, the view is beautiful. Like, North Adams is, like, really, really pretty. Mm -hmm. And, like, the top of the Hoosack Mountain, like, you drive over it, and it's, like, really beautiful. Mm -hmm. But, like, mm -mm. haunted Berkshires? Nuh-uh. Yeah, yeah. Nuh-uh. Oh, and it is considered to be in the Berkshire Hills, so. Berkshire Hills are spooky. If you've watched the Unsolved Mysteries, the new Unsolved Mysteries series, the UFO sighting was in the Berkshires. I believed it. I believed every single word of it. Yeah, me too. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Why would these people ever lie? They wouldn't. Yeah. I feel like we're, we're pretty good on picking up if people are bullshitting. And, like, we we already talked about this, but there was only one person in that episode that I felt a little skeeved out by at first. I was like, I don't know about this guy. Like, he seems like he might just be exaggerating. And um, then you get to the end and you just realize that, like, that's just how he talks. And, like, he's very serious about what he has to say. And he's just like, I don't give a shit. You can come up to me and tell me that I'm wrong. I don't care what you think. And I'm just like, okay. And the other thing was that his mom was, like, with him during the accident, and they interviewed his mom, too. And yeah. And like... And their stories matched up, and you can tell that they interviewed them in different places, because this guy was, like... On the bridge? Sitting in a chair on the bridge, and she was, like, in their living room. Like... Oh, man. So good. So fucking good. Did you hear that they're, um... Some of the, like, true crime episodes they did are already getting tips? <gasps> really? Yeah. That fucking... That show was so beneficial for so many reasons when it was running like you watch like the old reruns of it and there's like almost every single episode i feel like has an update where it's like somebody watched this episode and then called in and said that this they worked with this person or like this was their cousin or like something crazy like that holy shit that show is effective i love it that is crazy yeah Yeah. i yeah i can't do too true crime too much because it just it gets too real but yes um, True. I mean, I have a hard time with it personally because a lot a lot of the stories are about young women and as a young woman who sometimes goes goes places by herself, it's kind of just like, wow, I don't want to do anything by myself anymore. There was like a period of time where I was just like paranoid, like just constantly paranoid because I was watching too much unsolved mysteries and it was all about young girls. Yeah, it's so sad, dude. I'm like, no thanks. Ugh. Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah. 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 Anywho, great show. All right. <sighs> Are you ready to hit us with some education? Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to take a couple of hits off my blunt first and then. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Hi, Hemp. Hemp Wraps, please sponsor me. Hi, Hemp. Please sponsor us. That'd be sick. We love your wraps. Yes. Ooh, we do have, um, I saw that we have listeners in the Netherlands now. Really? Which I was like, hell yeah. Those people like weed. This makes sense. That checks out. (laughs) You are very welcome here. (laughs) Okay. So, you ready? Yes. Okay. Is your brain ready to be weirded? My brain is ready to be weirded. I wanted to talk about how marijuana affects your dreams. Okay. Hit me. There's a few reasons behind that. Obviously, like, we've been talking about dreams a lot recently because, like, you've been having really fucked up dreams, or at least, like, you've always been having fucked up dreams, but now you're sharing them. Yes. Yes. (laughs) That's more accurate. (laughs) Um, and, like, 
I've just been seeing a lot of talk go around about like people having weird dreams and people wanting to share their experiences about their dreams. So I figured this would be a relevant topic. Mm-hmm. So first, I wanted to ask you how often you smoke before bed. And, like, how high do you get before you fall asleep? Um, I smoke every single night before bed, and I get high enough that I can't keep my eyes open anymore because it's the only way I sleep. Yes, true. Okay, perfect. Same. So, yes, and a lot. Okay, cool. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, this is where I think we differ because I do the exact same thing. Like, I get really, really high before I go to sleep because a lot of times it's the only way I can fall asleep. My anxious brain is just constantly, like, fucking running no matter what I do, even if I'm super Mm -hmm. tired. And I do have dreams. A, I don't remember them most of the time. Like, I don't remember what they are. Even if I, at one point, did have a journal that I was keeping on my bedside because I had the intention of, like, when I have a dream, you, you know, I was hoping to wake up, sit up, and just immediately write it down. That's not what happens to me. I don't, like wake up right after I have a dream in, in order to be able to turn around and like write it down. I most of the time will have a dream and then I think I probably sleep for a little bit after that and then I wake up. So by that time, it's just gone. Yeah. Or I, like I get I get like bits and pieces and it's not enough for me to be able to like really decipher it. Like <laughs> the other day I took a nap and it was like a three hour long nap. And all I remember from this dream was that somebody was dressed up in, like, a mascot costume. Okay, yes. That's literally all I remember. That's it. And I remember, like, kind of the visual of it a little bit. Like, I remember it was, like, blue. I don't remember what fucking kind of animal it was. I don't remember, like, anything. That's all I remember. Weird. Yeah. So, whereas you get, like, fucking details, you get all the fucked up shit that you, like, don't want to remember. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yo, dreams are crazy. Yeah, yeah. We both had a dream about a shark the other day. That's true. That's true. Yeah. And then you, oh man, you had a dream that my parents had turned their house into a hospital. Right? I forgot about this. Oh. I wanted to bring yeah. this up the last episode that we recorded, but this is actually better because we're talking about dreams now. Okay, yeah. I had a dream that I was staying at your parents' house with Nick and they had turned the second floor into a hospital suite because your dad couldn't walk up to the third floor anymore. Yes. And I thought that was super weird and I told you about it. So here's the really weird thing about that is that my dad just got hip surgery, like very serious hip surgery. He cannot walk upstairs without help, obviously. Like he can, he just needs help. So like he is pretty much locked down to the couch And my mom is taking care of him and my mom is giving him like all of his meds and like my mom is being his caretaker and like it's essentially like it's a hospital. (laughs) Like Yeah. And just didn't tell me this. I didn't tell Sam that my dad had just gotten fucking hip replacement surgery. Oh man. So that was crazy. And I just knew. Yeah. I just knew somehow. Yeah, that was really fucking cool. My parents are okay though. Yeah. (laughs) They're doing great. Anyway, so here's the here's the education part. This is an article that I found on I think I think the website was like Psychology Today or something like that. Oh yeah, I love that website. Yeah, yeah. Um it's written by Jan Gumbiner, PhD. Uh they say that sleep and being awake are Normal parts of a daily rhythm for all living things, um, animals and even plants have cycles of activity and rest, and that's called your circadian rhythm. And internal and external events can influence how your circadian rhythm, you know, operates, essentially. Yeah. Um, like morning light 
you know, if you like have light coming in, like you're going to wake up no matter whether your circadian rhythm wants you to or not. If you have an alarm, like duh, you know, um, and if you go without those things, your body sets into a natural like 24 hour circadian rhythm. Um, so that's like one kind of interesting thing to think about is that, you know, if you have an alarm set every morning or if you have those like external things that are waking you up and it's pulling you out of that rhythm, like that can really screw with you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so sleep has been extensively studied at um, research labs. Obviously there's been like so many different kinds of like studies on like sleep and dreams and stuff like that and how your brain works. One of them is was done at the University of Chicago, where they measure <clears throat> they measure a subject's brain waves and eye movements while they're sleeping. Um, so they like they like stick electrodes to like your head and like near your eyes, so that they can like monitor your like what your brain does essentially. Um, and this is called <clears throat> an electroencephalogram or an EEG. Oh, that's what that stands for. Interesting. Yes. <laughs> Hopefully I pronounced it right, but I've literally, I've only heard EEG, but I know what an EEG is. Um, So it provides data of your brain activity, essentially. Um, So the EEG of a person falling asleep um, shows five stages of sleep. Each stage is progressively deeper. And this like cycle is repeated several times throughout the night. And that cycle is normally about one to two hours. So there's... Stages one through four, which are non-REM sleep. I'm sure you've heard the term REM sleep before. REM stands for rapid eye movement sleep, and it's a unique phase of sleep found in animals and in birds where your eyes are just like rapidly moving. And at the same time, your body, like your muscles will kind of relax a little bit more, like you'll have lower muscle tone. And there's a large propensity for you to dream uh, very vividly during that particular time of sleep. So- Okay. Okay. If you're looking to dream, you need to hit REM sleep. So essentially, like you need to get past those stages one through four in order to dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, um, so in 1975, so a while ago, we keep fucking finding this. I feel like with our research, where we're like, oh, I wonder about this, and then we look into it, and it's like there was a study done in the 1900s, and you're like, okay, what have you been doing for the last fucking fifty years? Yeah, fifty yeah. years, like. Um, anyway, in 1975, a study was done by somebody named Feinberg. I, it didn't yes. say specifically who, but anyway. Okay. <laughs> they compared the sleep, fa- the sleep patterns of experienced, quote unquote, marijuana users on THC and a placebo. So they had like people who smoke every single fucking day. Mm-hmm. And then they had people who were like on a placebo kind of effect thing. The study reported that there was reduced eye movement and less REM sleep while under the influence of THC. It also They also reported a REM rebound effect, which is essentially if you stop smoking, it's a form of withdrawal from THC and your REM activity just bounces back. Wow. So okay. people, people who smoke every single day and then decide to take a tolerance break will suddenly just get like crazy crazy dreams out of nowhere because you're you're getting that REM bounce back yeah I've definitely heard that before too yeah 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 um and I've experienced that because like when I travel with my family I don't typically smoke Mm -hmm. like when we go to New Mexico and we go places like I don't I just take a tolerance break then. And I have some really fucked up dreams when we go on vacation. That checks. So yeah, that definitely checks out. So nobody knows for sure the meaning or the function of our dreams, uh, but there is plenty of speculation. Uh, We can get into that. Like dreams could be a whole 
literally a full whole fucking episode. The author of this article also noted that stoners, quote unquote, say they don't have dreams, but if they stop smoking for a few days, they are flooded with them. Okay. Wow. So after reading that, I've kind of been like, I don't know if I want to try and stop smoking before bed. I don't know if it would work. I don't know if I would just be up all night. <laughs> yeah. So something something for me to consider, I think, because like I, I do miss like remembering my dreams, having dreams and remembering dreams. That's so weird because I find that it doesn't matter if I smoke or not before bed. Like mm-hmm. my dreams are always just insanely vivid and I remember like tons of my dreams. So yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Like and I've never noticed a difference like during my tolerance breaks for like a propensity to like dream more vividly or anything. So I don't know. I don't know. That's interesting. I guess it definitely varies by person. Yeah, I'm sure it does. Sleep varies by person, but interesting. Maybe it has something to do with like with like the way that your brain like handles REM sleep. Like maybe you just like blast through those first four stages. You just go straight into REM sleep. (laughs) (laughs) That could definitely be it. And that's why I always wake up exhausted because yeah and you sleep for like three or four hours at a time like yeah 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 because like during the first four stages of sleep that's when your body is recovering and resting and recuperating Mm -hmm. but i just feel like i dream all night long so yeah yeah. Hmm. interesting that'd be interesting to look into further yeah thank you for telling me that you're welcome (laughs) (laughs) there was a ton more information on it but i didn't want it to uh I didn't want it to be too much. So. That's fair. Yeah. Wow. 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 Anyway. So that's that. <laughs> yes. Yay. The tunnel in Massachusetts and the tunnel in your brain. Where your dreams go. Oh, that's what happens. <laughs> the tunnel of your dreams. Da, 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 da. Oh, it sounds oh, great. Except the Hoosack Tunnel is the tunnel it's of the your tunnel dreams. It's the tunnel of my nightmares. <laughs> I'm perfect. Yeah. Title of the episode: Tunnel of Your Nightmares. Perfect. Got him. <laughs> write that down. Okay. Well, mm, I don't have a pen. It's okay. Jeffrey, write that down. I'll remember when I'm recording. I'll be like, "Oh What's yes, the name thank of you, our guy? Jeremy." Jeremy, because <laughs> he has the same name from the yeah. freaking. <laughs> <sighs> Weird synchronicities. Yes. Good shit. Yes, plenty of them. Dude, I lost my shit when I found out that John D's birthday was uh, the day after our episode came out. Oh my god, I did too. That's why I was just like, wow, of course it is. Yeah, I think I spoke about it a little bit, but there was a line of synchronicities that led me to choose that topic for last week. Yeah. Because I, I was I was getting like synchronicities related to like Shakespeare and spe- specifically John Dee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, well, we ended up finding that article that came out like, two days before we recorded that too they finally knew like come on man yep (sighs) well little bird whispered in my ear and said do the voynich manuscript and i said okay and then john d was like it's my birthday and i was like hell yeah hell yeah it is john d you're old as fuck bud (sighs) (sighs) all right well thank you for listening to another episode yes grits would you like to list our social medias Yes, um, we are on, where do I start? We are on Instagram at YBOW Podcast. We are on Twitter at weird underscore pod. We're on Twitter probably the most out of any of our social media, but we're also on Facebook. You can like us on Facebook and you can also give us a rating there if you like the show. 
You can also give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. That would be extremely helpful. Um, We have a few really good ratings up there, but we just want to keep it going. Keep the good vibes up. Yes. People who have rated us already, thank you so much for your kind words. We really appreciate it. I still think it's weird that people like to listen to us talk, but... I like to listen to us talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I do too. I I listened to like a couple episodes yesterday. Wow. Which I don't really do because like... I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Crazy shit. Yes. What else? We are also on Patreon. Um, You can become a patron to listen to our episodes a full 24 hours early. We also have some bonus content up there. And I think think that's it. You can email us. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Please email us. I finally, I don't know why I didn't think to post something on Twitter until fucking like two days ago. Um, But we did get a few really fucking cool stories from some people on Twitter. Um, If you would like to send us a a DM anywhere, or you can send us an email if that's easier for you. Our email is yourbrainonweird at gmail.com. And we will read those. And with your permission, we might decide to read them on one of our A Little Weird episodes. So yeah, please send us your stories. Literally any, I literally don't care anything weird. Like, yeah. I don't care. Anything weird. We want to hear your dreams, too. <laughs> yes. Like, oh, yeah. We want to hear your dreams. If you take a tolerance break and you have fucked up dreams, we want to hear about them. Yeah, we want to hear about them. Some guy was like, oh, Dave Grohl called me out at a concert in 2001 because I was dressed like Jesus. And I was like, that's actually really interesting. <laughs> so literally anything weird. I don't care what it is. That is very weird. And I love it. <laughs> Did you watch the video? No, dude. It was in a video. He sent us the video. Okay, I'll go look at it. Dave Grohl is just like, look at that weird motherfucker in the... He's like, look at the weird motherfucker in white or something like that. He doesn't like recognize the fact that he's dressed up as Jesus. I'm just like, come on, Dave. Come on, Dave. Uh, Anyway. Wow. You can find us on the interwebs and many other places. Mostly the interwebs. Mostly the interwebs. Yes. So that's it then. That is it. And wow. uh, thank you. Oh, well. Well, thank you again. Do we want to say thank you again? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I just want to fucking keep saying thank you. Because I don't understand why people... Well, thank you again. Yes. I have imposter syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, I get it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> All right. That's Sam. That's Jess. (laughs) And this has been your brain and also our brains on Weird. Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.